God, may only your words be spoken and your words be heard. Amen. The gospel that we have just heard, assigned for the second Sunday of Christmas, focuses our attention on epiphany. The word epiphany has two meanings. When we talk about the epiphany, capital E epiphany, we refer to the holy day that falls on January the 6th, 12 days after Christmas, the feast of the epiphany. The day that we commemorate the Magi following yonder star to Bethlehem by way of King Herod, and we think of the gifts presented of gold and frankincense and myrrh, which they give to Jesus, Joseph, and Mary, symbolizing the manifestation of Jesus to the wider world. But of course the word epiphany has come to have a related but different meaning. A small e epiphany is an insight, a realization, an aha moment. I want to share with you today a way that the Presbyterian pastor, William Arnold, ties these two meanings of epiphany together. Because, as he points out, this passage about the epiphany can help us have our own spiritual epiphanies, our own spiritual insights, changes in perspective, aha moments on our journey of faith. Based on what Reverend Arnold writes, I would say that this passage teaches us that there are actually five stages to a spiritual epiphany. Study, openness, discernment, celebration, and vigilance. Today, I just want to name those five stages or movements in the life of faith and quickly run through them. But as we begin a new year, and because a new year is often a time for resolutions or new intentions, I'll also issue an invitation to explore these things further with anyone who's interested in doing so. Perhaps in an evening online class, perhaps in a 2021 reintroduction of Theological Thursdays. But for today, just an appetizer, very quickly, through these stages or movements. First, study. The first thing you notice about the Epiphany story is that it begins with study. As Reverend Arnold quotes out, these wise people had been studying. They knew their history. They hadn't merely stumbled onto this momentous event. They had searched their own past and their sacred texts, and the result of their study was a readiness to recognize the sign when it happened. If we're going to have our own spiritual epiphanies, our own growth and insight and awareness of what God is up to in the world, it is likely to start in study. And to the degree that our study is deliberate and disciplined and regular, a commitment of time and energy to knowing our own history and our own sacred texts, the more likely we will be to recognize God at work in the world. Second is openness. These wise people were wise because they didn't have their noses in their books all the time. Yes, they studied, but not just books. 
they had what I would call bifocal vision, looking down at what is close and present and right in front of them, but also having their eyes lifted high to what was going on in the wider world, something that was beckoning to them to leave their homes and travel over field and fountain, moor and mountain. And if we're going to have our own spiritual epiphanies, our own growth and insight and awareness of what God's up to in the world, we need bifocal vision too. We need to focus not only on what is close and present, but also we need to have an ability to be outwardly focused. Yes, to see what is real, but also to have our eyes focused on a vision, a calling that we don't know or see yet. A third stage is discernment. These magi were willing to seek confirmation of what they had been studying and were moved by. They stopped to ask for directions along the way. Even though they asked the wrong person, someone with bad motivations, King Herod, that itself turned out to be an important lesson and part of the journey. And if we're going to have our own spiritual epiphanies, our own growth and insight and awareness of what God's up to in the world, we need discernment. We need to stop along the way and to ask directions. That's true for spiritual growth by anyone at any time in any church. But discernment is part of what this faith community of all souls will do together, involving everyone in its discernment process for your next dean. You'll study and take steps. You'll move forward quickly in 2021, but part of the process also involves stopping to ask for guidance, for help, discerning motivations, and that itself will teach you important lessons and be part of your individual and your collective journey. Fourth is celebration. In the Epiphany story, when the Magi arrive, having their study and convictions and discernment confirmed and seeing the child with Mary, his mother, they rejoice. They are overwhelmed with joy, we're told. They bow down. They present gifts. They give the best they have. And if we are going to have our own spiritual epiphanies, our own growth in insight and awareness of what God is up to in the world, we too need celebration. Celebration, rejoicing. It's often overlooked as an important part of individual and community spiritual growth. But epiphanies, growth, accomplishments, they're to be shared. They're to be celebrated. We need to remember to celebrate. I need to remember to celebrate. I often charge on to the next thing and forget to translate my feelings of gratitude into concrete actions of thanksgiving. We need to give God a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving giving the best we have, the best we have to offer. And finally, there's vigilance. The fifth and final step in these discernment processes, this epiphany process, is vigilance. Having seen this child and having rejoiced, the Magi 
remain vigilant. They are open to new guidance. Having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they leave for their own country by a different road. As you know, the story continues as with part of the passage that we didn't hear read this morning. The story continues with Jesus, Joseph, and Mary having to flee Israel and become refugees in Egypt because of the machinations of King Herod. This story is real politique. And if we are going to have our own spiritual epiphanies, our own growth and insight and awareness of what God is up to in this world, we need vigilance. After our rejoicing and celebrations, we need to remain open to new guidance, to heed warnings from God's messengers, the prophets. We as a church need to do things differently, to be vigilant, to be vigilant as individual Christians and as a faith community. We need to take a different road than the one that brought us here. This, too, is real politique. So all of that, study, openness, discernment, celebration, vigilance, part of our epiphany process. As James Howell summarizes it, Jesus does not make my life more comfortable. Jesus doesn't help me fit in and succeed. As a result of the epiphany, as a result of our epiphanies, we are no longer at ease in a world not committed to Jesus. We notice false gods all over the place. We detect royal pretenders. Nothing is the same, nothing comes easy. As a result of our spiritual journey, as a result of the epiphany and our own epiphanies, a strange and unfamiliar road is now our path but that road is going somewhere. And so, happy epiphanies.